how is it going? How are things? You're very welcome to another episode of Ballin' Kill Buzz. As usual, I am the host, and I don't really disclose my name at this point, but I probably should. Uh, this is a place where you can temporarily escape life's troubles, struggles, and any other things that you want to add in there. So yeah, you can just sit back, relax, take it all in, and avoid your avoid the reality of your life. I chat to all sorts of humans, including myself, life, self-improvement, random stuff as well. So without further ado, let's get into tonight's episode. This week's guest is Debbie Shaw. So she's a fellow podcaster, a mild stoic, I suppose you'd call her, and a a cigar connoisseur, another thing, fairly interesting. Uh, So yeah, we just chat shy about toxic relationships, uh, the trials and tribulations of doing a podcast, there's a good few of them, uh, as well as the power of stoicism, stoicism, sorry, stoicism, Marcus Aurelius and the boys. Anyway, let's get into it. How is life at the moment? How are things in general? Things are good. I feel, first of all, I want to apologize if I sound like a frog. (laughs) I had a cigar lesson yesterday in a pub in Dublin. How'd Um, that go? um, So, um, like, life's going good, and I can kind of judge it off of social interactions, if that makes sense. So, like, you just bump into... A cigar teacher. A cigar teacher. A cigar teacher. Would you believe? Eight years. He said he's a level five cigar instructor. And I was just there like, okay, let's go. You know? And he taught me everything about cigars. Like, now I'm a level one cigar person. Is there much to know about cigars? Apparently. Apparently. Eight years, level five levels. People are making money off of teaching people how to learn and become cigar connoisseurs. So you can smoke a cigar confidently now? No, I can cut a cigar confidently. I can light a cigar confidently. And I can start one. Impressive. There okay, you go. Well, that's, that's more than it I can do. It was like so. a full technique. He was like, apparently <laughs> the flame shouldn't touch the cigar. Right? But is that not how you light it? Uh, like, exa- so like you light it, like you kind of have to like toast or roast it. Right, and then he starts like airing it out and shaking it. He's like, "You can blow into it," and I was like, "All right, cool." So yeah, um, like, did you actually smoke this cigar? And uh, not fully. Oh, well. this is this is my voice is like this from like five puffs of a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> but what was it again? Cocoa. Apparently, what? I was supposed to taste cocoa leaves. I did not. Oh, taste is that? Cocoa. Oh, I didn't think that was the mm-hmm. the kind of play. Is there different? Was it a Cuban yeah. one or was it like a different? I don't know if it was Colombian or Cu- Cuban, Cuban, Cuban. Yeah, um, yeah. one of those ones. Anyways, he told me, he told me it doesn't matter, and because I'm, because he identified me as a level one. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, that's basically life. Yeah, that's well. That is an interesting weekend. I didn't. That is a new thing. I've like two minutes in. I've already learned that there is Cuban. What is that? Say or sorry, cigar teachers. Cigar teachers. Yeah, that's. That's maybe you can try that out next yeah year. maybe i could yeah yeah <laughs> try smoking a few as well looks like a place to smoke a cigar in, yeah it, it does kind of look like a bit of a hippie oh, kind cool. of vibe bit i like it maybe a bit the plants maybe go on there you go They're, yeah real or fake fake uh, yeah fake sadly i was gonna okay. try and get a big huge wall of plants but didn't really have the space one day you'll get there uh how would you rate your happiness on a level of one to ten Random question. Ooh, um, I think right now I might rate it a seven. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and the reason for that is probably like many things. I think right now I'm very overworked, if that makes sense. And, but I am quite happy with the way the year has gone. I think, obviously, so I wouldn't be Irish. I've lived in Ireland for four years. So I kind of wanted 2022 to be a little bit different in that um, I start making friends in Dublin Hmm. um, because I would have moved here for a master's degree. And obviously the nature of master's degree is that there's a lot of international students. So a lot of them went back home, especially with the pandemic and stuff. So... um, it was interesting to kind of like find my way again, like Ireland round two, if that makes sense. So, yeah. So you kind of, most of the friends you had made were gone, like and you were mm. kind of back to square one again, right? Kind you? of like back to square one. Exactly. And this is, I think that's something that pops up on podcasts, like from my end anyways, is 
the concept of how hard it is or difficult it is to make friends in your 20s versus like the the people that would have grown up with you for instance um so yeah uh like that's why i'm quite happy with that i think this year i focused on my social life a little bit and that has that financial investment in going out and saying yes to more things at least has helped out in that regard yeah because i feel like definitely in your 20s and stuff there's not the same like i suppose like social constructs like you're not in school like you don't have like things where you actually have to talk to people every day like you're not in like school nine to four and you're like guaranteed to Mm. meet people like even in college you're not really guaranteed to meet people because you can kind of drift in and out your lectures and you can kind of just like turn up but then leave like you're not like i feel like yeah once you as you get older like all these kind of things that kind of bring you to people you could end up like if you really you could become very introverted like if you don't like if you don't don't, make an effort yeah if you don't make an effort yeah it is very easy i see i would have thought college would be like even more than school and the fact like there's so many people around you're always talking to you but like it is Mm. you have to put yourself forward to actually so yeah i can see why people do kind of end up a bit like losing friends and being a bit more lonely so yeah it does it all adds up in the end like what about yourself um which question um on a scale of one to ten how happy would you rate yourself oh um uh i'd i'd probably have it in the lower numbers to be honest uh it just it's been a kind of a a shite year i suppose it wasn't i don't know i suppose just bits of stuff happened like there was uh, there was one thing actually happened on early in the year and just the whole friend group i was in just split up and yeah. uh it just yeah it's just hard to take and um there was another thing with a girl or whatever that's that was kind of january so like that's that's obviously well gone now um just bits of stuff yeah it, um i think i always try to kind of like find a bit of like purpose and stuff and like i do bits of like exercise like i always try to just keep um keep active but yeah i'd, I'd say like maybe a four or five yeah i i'd um i like most of the time i'm fine like today i'm grand most of the days i'm grand uh just the odd time and like you know yourself this is no different to anyone else i think just the odd time you can just things just kind of hit you sometimes and um but yeah no like as i say most of the time i'm grand it's just yeah. the odd time it does kind of you just remember things and they all tend to flow back at the same time so mm-hmm. um but look yeah yeah we're I'm, rolling in fairness though i had a really interesting conversation yesterday where it was on my podcast and i was asking a, a, a lad like what the experience is of like heartbreak for men you know and like he went through it and then he just spoke about the importance of men creating a safe space for each other to chat about it and yeah you know like it's interesting and stuff yeah and um yeah, that who who was that actually that you were talking kind of Kieran, Kieran Considine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Turles man tip. Turles. Oh, very good. Yeah, my mm. dad is near Turles. Really? Yeah, he's from near Turles. Yeah. Go on. Oh, very good. I must. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because it. I think it is a. Lads don't talk like in general. Lads don't talk, but like, and he's as he's right, like trying to create a space for us because in general lads don't talk, and even if they do, they probably they are like i think stereotypically compared to how they how women kind of talk they're mm. slightly more i know women can hold things in as well but yeah i think lads you do see it that even if they are open they will hold things back so yeah um yeah i think it just takes time i think for them to just mm-hmm. develop into that because it is kind of it can be an uncomfortable thing especially if you're out in the country it can be an uncomfortable thing to to say yeah look uh, i was going out with a girl and whatever broke my heart or something it's not something like people like disclosing a lot of the time yeah. so but yeah um and i think sometimes it's also greeted with like oh that's okay man onwards and upwards like you move yeah, on there's I like pat that. on the back and you're like Fuck off. yeah yeah why do you think i told I you like I, shite yeah i could have sent onwards and upwards <laughs> yeah, myself yeah. Jesus i could have written that in my like morning gratitude <laughs> yeah 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 um yeah. but uh yeah it's it's an interesting one yeah have you had any experiences of that i actually saw one of the things that you would put on that tiktok i was talking to you about about all the topics you could talk about one of them was toxic relationships is have you experienced that or is that just something Mm. oh yeah for sure i think i think haven't we all experienced toxic relationships you know and i find the topic on that really interesting because i think sometimes it just like the first one or two relationships unless you got really lucky and like you found the one like from the get-go 
um you have to like figure out what works and what doesn't and you have to like find your voice and find your space and i think that is through relationships that would have been poor for your mental health i think what i find really interesting about relationships in that manner is what you learned about yourself afterwards and whether or not you improved on it Mm. and whether or not you're going to take said hurt or said baggage onto the next and like i would have gone into relationships like from the age of 18 for instance expecting like you know everyone always kind of says like oh yeah no we're not going to be talking like all the time on our phones for instance we're gonna have our space you do you i do me like everyone can say what a healthy relationship is like no person is gonna go yeah no i am unhealthy and i'm gonna be the worst like (laughs) like force in your life but uh mm, yeah i think it makes a massive difference especially for confidence i think that's why um i like to reflect on them a lot because I think there's a lot of like unlearning to do, the learning, and you're just like, okay, I got my confidence back. I don't need to be, I don't need affirmations, for instance, from someone else to tell me um, what you're feeling is valid, for instance. So yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, and yeah, it um, it do, it does it does knock your confidence though, doesn't? It? I think when you're dealing with someone, whatever toxic, if it's like a friend group or like actually like going out with someone like you do it does take enough to your confidence because like if you're if you're with them for any amount of time you've definitely invested something in them so like and i think to i i suppose when you when you put faith in someone and they don't give you it back it kind of whatever that that has a serious effect on people like because they do like like love is blind as i say like people will like just genuinely follow something if they think and, and a lot of the time there could be like obvious signs and they'd be like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. Mm. And they, it, as, as they say, love is blind. Like, literally just ignore everything just for this one person. Um, and, it's, yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing because there is a journey to get back to, to kind of get back to your full confidence and say, um, do you know, that I'm whatever, I'm fine now or whatever, I'm I'm getting on with it. So it does, it takes time, yeah. Yeah. But sometimes, like, there is a petty side of me where then I go, listen, if I were to see them on the road, I'm stepping over them like, like really, yeah, yeah. Go. You would, you would be a kind of burn the bridge. I am a complete burn the bridge. I can't be asked about you anymore, type of person. It's a not even. I I am not a confrontational person whatsoever, but I think the way, like, I know that it comes from my dad completely. As in, like, I am a carbon copy of him. Where we get pushed to a certain thing, and then when a line is crossed after that it's like you're gone like you're done yeah you know and it's so interesting because i just had this man like um you know like this really cool guy just tell me like listen deb forgive but never forget and i took that with me like <laughs> and i i'm still learning i promise you that like i'm still learning how to <laughs> forgive <laughs> yeah does that make tough. sense it's so tough um yeah the i i don't i'm trying to think as you said like you said it, you would be a burn the bridge kind of burden you like forgive enough for, i don't know how i'd react if i saw someone like um as i say anyone out with that friend group i was on about or like the i, I don't know how i'd actually react i'd like to think i would just walk by and be really calm about it but like the yeah there's part there's i think there's two sides to it there's part of you would want to be like oh just walk by and just be civil and there's part of you would kind of as you say, step over them like so. Mm. Um, it's. I think you kind of have to take things as they go, you know. And that's the one thing that I've kind of found a little bit of. Um, not even like. All good with your laptop because it's still dark. Yeah, I think it's. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Sorry about Sorry, that. Sorry, what were you saying? No, you're gone. Um. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, there's context, and that's one like interesting fact that I probably mentioned like a month ago. I brought it up with friends or whatnot. So I used to always be like, "No, they're a shit person, friend, whatever." Um, moving on, like that's it. But it makes sense because if you've 
if you haven't spoken to someone for like three years, right? What's the last version that you know of them? Three years, yeah. like ago. What about yourself three years ago? Who was that? Did you develop since then? You probably did. Some people also like transform themselves to a concept where like, listen, how cheesy does it sound? But like they go like, if you haven't spoke to me, spoken to me in six months, you don't know me anymore, for instance. I'm not like heavy like that. But then you also kind of go like, huh, okay. I have grown in three years. What's to say that they haven't grown? Like they probably did. And if that's the case, then coolio. Um, maybe like, don't talk to me still, but like, I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, even if you think like, um, that was one of the things I was thinking about. Like if you're to fast back, like flashback like a year ago, like, like people change so much in a year. Like, so like even if you're to triple that three years like that is it's incalculable like if i'm trying to think of anyone like who i knew a few years ago i'm gonna talk to them out like i completely different like, there's no one no one should really stay the same like you're always changing you're always doing different things like mm -hmm. so it's an interesting one like yeah and like you're not the only one that's changing other people are too mm. and that's uh when like you take that step back and go oh, okay it's not just me you know, like yeah. it's other people as well. You're like, oh, all right, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was that. That's like what has kind of helped me in letting go of ego and forgiveness. Does that make sense? Yeah. And um, what was the most like toxic relate like, like, be it like going out with someone or like a friend? What was the most toxic? Do you think, or even like a toxic situation or like? anything that jumped out to you saying like jesus christ I have to get out of this like anything that jumps to mind um yeah i'm trying to think of like something like substantial and podcast worthy <laughs> i would have had so i remember being told like my first relationship would have been when i was 18 and i don't know if i got out of it when i was like 19 or 20 right it was like a year it was a little bit short of two years. Mm. I remember being so unhappy in that and completely losing myself. I had gone down. Um, I had lost weight to a point where I was 47 kilos. I don't know what that is in stone or whatever, but I was like severely underweight. And besides that, then um, I remember towards the end, I was clocked out. And whenever like you try to like, say that you're unhappy i'm sure a lot of people can relate to it you try to say that you're unhappy and explain to them and then it becomes your fault that you're unhappy yeah. that they um sometimes they threaten like ending their lives like if you leave them which is very scary but i think the one thing that had like broke the camel's back like for me for instance was when i finally made a new group of friends without them because I had lost my friends through that relationship and then I made a, a new one and when they met that friend group I was then told that I looked too happy looked too happy and that was a, a problem I was too happy and I was laughing too much no that is toxic no that, that is fucking toxic it, and it doesn't sound like a lot as in it's nothing like extreme no cheating no that but it's just like, I remember being told you're too happy with friends that you just made. Because obviously, like, I, I love talking to people and stuff. And I remember that going like, huh? All right. Me being happy is a problem for you, right? Like, okay. Yeah. Should I apologize in the letter? Should I apologize again? Yeah. And then, and then that, like, so it kind of circles back to, like, what we were saying about, like, whatever line it is i don't think any person knows what like your line is right but that was the line that was crossed for me weirdly enough when i was told that i was too happy and that and then maybe like a few insults thrown towards my family as well and after that i was like it's so weird the moment that insults weren't thrown at me but were thrown at people that i love that couldn't defend themselves it's like all right i am done and uh, then i proceeded to break up 
with the person and I re- <laughs> I received a seven page letter in my mailbox back home and I proceeded to send an email in response. They sent you a letter? Seven pages. Jesus. Being told that uh, um, I don't know what a relationship means like and because relationships need to be like there needs to be fights in a relationship that needs to be fights. Needs. I, I love the way he said needs or she needs. Or she. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the audacity to say that kind of stuff and yeah. how if I don't come to terms with the fact that arguments are needed or required in a relationship, then I am never, I'm going to die alone. Um, so then obviously when I'm clocked out, I then like didn't respond. Then I typed out really petty short email. What did you say? I was like, received your letter. Uh, please respect my decision. Bye. Fair play. Seven pages. Seven is, pages. Is it was gas. I used to then pull it out and laugh at myself if I needed a giggle. <laughs> I read it. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I've gotten that. I've, I've gotten like a few things. Oh, now, thankfully, I'm in a really good relationship for three and a half years. And I'm telling you, like, if anyone is like going through any relationship problems and you're being told that you need to fight to be healthy, <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> just get out of there. Yeah, just no, it's, it's, it's that is extremely toxic. Jesus Christ. And like, like that, I don't, I've never been like in a serious relationship, but like, fair enough, like, you get the highs and the lows, but like, mm. you shouldn't be like talking about it at the start saying, like, this is this needs to happen like it's not a need like you might fight with someone fair enough and that's okay if it happens but like if avoidable fucking avoid it like you know jesus exactly Christ, i would have thought that would be the natural yeah. and i'm not even someone who's been in a mad yeah. big relationship Brandon. so for someone for him for it was it a uh, oh or... oh yeah sorry um i'd be gay so oh women. sorry yeah, 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 yeah. no i, yeah, came, I just, I came I just out didn't want to keep saying he yeah sorry he my boyfriends <laughs> uh i came out at 18 right and i'm 25 now okay Oh shit! Yeah, there you go. I think I came out like December time or something. Uh, oh, Christmas time when I was eighteen. Crazy shit! There Seven you go. years ago, yeah. Does Seven it feel like long ago? No, no. I think it's because it never ends. That's the one thing. Yeah. It's uh, you always have to do it. And I'm also the type of person that like I don't like. I'm not saying I don't like talking about it. Like I'm fine talking about it. I don't like bringing it up. And the reason okay. is because you have to like most of the time you have to explain yourself or anticipate uh like someone's reaction now it's not from our generation um but it's more just like i don't know like you're sitting on a bus right and there's like a granny next to you and of course like do you have any boyfriends at home and you're like no no uh like there's always like that kind of stuff yeah yeah and to be fair i think that's more innocence from them sometimes i don't think there's like an actual hatred i I said that a few weeks ago as well i think there is just a genuine like like just lack of education for them, but so yeah. I, I'd never, uh-huh. I'd never get too angry at them. But yeah, like as you say, our generation, yeah, there's no, there's no. no excuse there. Like I, I think our generation is really interesting in that now it's just asking, you know, and never assuming, which I think is like really safe. In mm. fairness, um, however, in saying that, I am kind of, kind of like the type of person where I want to be defined outside of that. And it's because I have always been a very awkward person when it comes to talking about like sexual sexuality. I was like, <laughs> I was like that little kid, the like flat chested, right? And I was covering the tits that I didn't have. Yeah. I, like I was always like very shy, you know, and like scared. Um, so I've just always been like that. So yeah, that's basically it. But yeah, seven years—that's crazy. Um, still haven't been to a pride parade, like. Have you know? I would have thought that would be that's kind of stereotype. Like every, I know, every gay person a, in the world yeah. goes to Pride. Like. Um, yeah, I like I appreciate I completely appreciate it, and I understand and I see the importance for it. Um, for me, it's again. I don't know if it's internalized homophobia at this rate. Like I just, I I don't go. I think I find it very like, oh, like I'm just like, like I'm proud, but I'm not proud as proud as the people in the parade does that make sense yeah you just kind of i'm just like i'm just debbie you know yeah like that's basically it it's interesting yeah yeah pride looks like good crack though yeah it's very good crack in fairness and i like to go to like safe spaces for instance i have a friend that like runs an open mic 
for queer people and I like to go to that so like I'm obviously uh, like I don't shy away from it I just uh, I I want to attract an audience I want to attract like people that like regardless of whatever it may be you yeah. know just there yeah that's good yeah um another thing i see i like some of the, like the tiktoks you did and um you were reading the uh, daily stoic i got into it a bit myself very yeah I, i've only read about probably 30 pages of like the 30 like affirmations kind of pages of it um is there how much has that kind of like helped you do you think like maybe like because yeah i just heard that you like a bit of like stuff with anxiety like not yeah everyone, I, I don't mean like that you only like everyone has the same mm. but uh how is how do you think that helped like reframe your mindset or calm you down a bit i feel like i genuinely have to calm down a little bit on talking about stoicism because i um i was mentioning it the other day where like my algorithm thinks i am like a crypto bro or something like that at this rate because of all like the stoic stuff that I see and like the sports and all that so now like my ads are getting really weird where it's like men Mm -hmm. (laughs) you are alpha I'm like fuck um I love stoicism now I always loved philosophy that was my undergrad so I was really bad at school and like the Maltese school system is different to Ireland and it's kind of similar to the UK model where you have sixth form so I dropped all my academic subjects per se and I took up philosophy as an A-level. It's kind of like leaving sorts. So right. philosophy, sociology, anyways, took that to undergrad as well where I studied European studies, which is like economics, politics and law with philosophy. Philosophy has always been my baby, always. Weirdly enough, stoicism is not taught that much in universities, mm. even if you're studying philosophy. How has it helped me? I think it has helped me um it has helped me calm down a little bit on the anger or frustrations that come with life because I've always been a little bit of like I I always romanticized leaving my country like I was never like happy right so I always like romanticized oh when I when I move abroad and I live abroad it's what I'm going to do and then when I found the jobs and then everything just became really crippling and disappointing because I was like, this is not what they told me when yeah. um, when they said, like, income and adulthood and jobs, you know? Um, everyone's mean and, cr- like, cranky. And, uh, like, I found that very difficult. Like, it was a very difficult pill to swallow. So I do think that stoicism has helped me in um, going like, ah, okay, look ancient scripture told me that i'm gonna have to deal with bullshitters on a day-to-day basis and that's okay and how are you going to deal with that you know hmm. what about yourself uh yeah i i suppose like just the thing about like stillness the two things that i kind of earmarked today that I was looking at the two quotes that really kind of stood out it was one was there was there's no greatness without stillness that was oh. one of them second one was control the controllables and it's most simple it's literally the most simple thing in the world but the simple things people kind of overlook sometimes but like literally if you think about now like i always think about like or maybe i should start writing it down a bit like okay what are you anxious about what's um and like then just like one side what what can you control what can you not control and anytime i've tried it it actually like it won't solve any problem and it's not gonna nothing stops you being anxious about something because like if you're anyone who suffers with like 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 a good bit of anxiety like not that i would be like i would be too bad but um we'll know that like you can't you can only suppress it like but you can suppress it like healthily you know rather than just running away from things but like the stillness thing is kind of unlike even good um yeah it's just stillness yeah because i feel like you know yourself like anyone who's been in any situation like fight or flight you get like really nervous and you're like jesus christ what am i gonna do and you start panicking like and i notice myself panicking i'm just like right just calm down just just calm down like what is the worst that's going to happen you'll be all right so once you once you have like a good side to your mind talking to you and it's not like the absolute lunatic side of your mind all the time i think you you'll end up all right so that that book kind of helped for me so Mm -hmm. marcus aurelius is really good as well Mm. so his meditations are super and what i found really interesting with meditations is it's kind of like in books and in verses similar to a bible 
mm. which uh, I found quite cool in that, like, oh, it was like, all right, like, I don't know, like, if you would be religious or not, because I really appreciate, like, religion, although I don't practice one, but I've always been jealous of people that have, like, some... 14 to 21 like tattooed yeah. on their body or something because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the quotes are so cool but like i don't want like anything like that written down so maybe like i'll get like a ma marks aurelius like book five yeah yeah page <laughs> uh, 24 or yeah i i don't know but like that kind of just i think the connection to older wisdom is super important hmm. um whatever that may be you know yeah um yeah and I, I know it's good yeah i like that but i'm that's that's my i'm just gonna get that finished by the end of the year and then i'll be happy enough because i just need to, to. I, I just need to get it because i've been procrastinating like I, I try to get procrastination out of my life but it's just that's the one thing the last month it's been left up in my room and i haven't read it for about a month so i'm just from today on i promise i'll read a page a day <laughs> um uh yeah what else did you when you were starting your podcast i we didn't even, i didn't even fucking say that sorry you have a podcast as well um completely forgot to mention that start uh did you have any bits of anxiety doing that or was it just like easy in any way okay um of course i had anxiety i think there is a lot of limiting beliefs that uh people are like oh that's that i had to face let me just like not talk on behalf of other people but like I definitely had a good few limiting beliefs of why you, why do, who are you to like reach out to people and start a podcast? Who are you? Who's going to listen? Like you don't matter, Deb. You know, there's been a lot of like that kind of belief going in me or I've been told to like not speak in my podcast, right? Like, yeah, that that makes sense. Doesn't that it? makes complete sense. It's like imagine going out onto a field, right? And like someone passes the ball at you, and you're like, "No, <laughs> I'm not going to do anything." But there were so many limiting beliefs in that, and yeah, like the anxiety was very there starting it out. But I think I always wanted to create, and. I still need to develop that. I'm still not there yet. But um, I kind of just figured out, like, you know what? Let me just talk to people. Like, let me just reach out to people. What if it doesn't work out? My kids or whoever knows me, and if I get fucking hit by a truck tomorrow and I'm no longer there, there is meaningful conversations that I had in effect in like time capsule mm. if that makes sense yeah. i find that really cool i find documenting things really cool marcus aurelius stoicism meditations right that was his own journal to himself so cool yeah. i love that kind of stuff so cut the bullshit deb you know like get over it and uh, why not i think that's what has really helped me with the podcast anyways it's yeah it's kind of cool to think that like everything you record could be like like your grand your your kids your grandkids like everyone yeah. can yeah can listen to it like, of course when you think about oh, i think about that the odd time i'm like jesus christ like do you know and, and you can actually they can look I, I always like to look back and say jesus like that's my that's my dad or that's my granddad they did that like and like it's it's not it's maybe times it was about like views and like getting to the charts and like mm. stuff like the real typical things that people want you to say but like you know it's just about enjoying it like if i could like if i could rack up like a load of episodes and people just like would just remember yeah that was him yeah he did that and people mm -hmm. told him not to do it but he's but they still did it. and the same as yourself because you know like and as you said the thing at the start like i didn't get too much of that but like like the fact you were told you shouldn't do this and you still went on and did it and just didn't listen to people like that's that's where the power and everything comes because like you know who really gives a fuck what anyone else thinks because they're not really there's no real relevance in them you know so mm -hmm. yeah i like yeah i like how you just kind of kept on and just didn't listen to them i know it's it does take a bit of a toll though i'd say because it eventually people's it, opinions uh, yeah as much as you try to silence them they, they do kind of creep in when things are going wrong like but. all the time and uh, i had this like not even debate nearly but uh, 
like really got back and forth into it with this guy on my podcast but it was such a healthy conversation with um we were talking about like proving people wrong and all that kind of stuff and I was like mate when I was approaching this with prove people wrong that is where I got really unhappy with the process because with putting yourself out there like considering the space that we're in right now overnight success is not guaranteed man Spotify is purchasing um, podcast shows that are of celebrities now you know the other day I was scrolling on Instagram and I see Logan Paul going like here's a new thumbnail just in case Spotify want to purchase it like not even Logan Paul is being offered a contract by Spotify right let alone Debbie Shaw from Malta like based in Dublin and all that kind of stuff like right now in this moment so I did have to like let that go where the fuck am I going with this yes so um technically then when I was having those failures when the viewership was low or the engagement was low technically because I was approaching it in such a way where I wanted to prove people wrong my failure meant that they were right and that made me really fucking angry angry nearly and like just upset with everything so the moment that I just go like okay no let's figure out the art of conversation I need to I want to get better at asking questions. I want to make this safer space for instance. Um I think that's where it becomes fun, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how much how much work did you put in into actually like trying to perfect that or just trying to improve like actually being a good conversationalist and like asking questions and like how to make people like open up themselves and how to have a good conversation did you study that kind of oh yeah yeah yeah. I did kind of in fairness obviously it's a day-to-day basis in that I I kind of have this thing where if I see someone's podcast that may that I don't know if if you have that as well but like if you see something happen to someone that like you kind of want to happen to yourself like oh why isn't it there like, I want my podcast to look like this. And you get a little bit like, fuck you. Yeah. I sit with that and I make myself go and watch their podcast and go and listen. And that's it. I do that every day. So, and I also keep a notepad down where if they mention like a really fancy word, because my vocabulary is really basic. Um, <laughs> if, the, if they mention like really cool fancy words, I like write it down like, ooh, okay. You know, yeah. like recently I've been really saying audacity. Audacity, yeah. <laughs> it's a nice word. Like, like I have, it's such a nice word. Um, so on a daily basis, but then it, it came down to research, just being a fan and a consumer in fairness of like, oh, I like this conversation style. I like that. I don't like this though. And it's just about like paving your own way as you go. And I read. I read quite a bit as well. So that helps me out. Oh, and uh, do you have kind of like a vision like for where you want your show, your podcast to go? Or do you kind of just like just record an episode and just see where it goes? Or are you very regimented in where you want it to go? Um, There you go. I'm going to write down regimented. Okay, that's not a word yet. <laughs> I like that one. Um, <laughs> Okay, so when it comes to like my idea or like my vision, it probably changes on a day-to-day basis because I can't sit the fuck down and enjoy the present. That's my one issue which goes back to like what you said about stillness in saying that though um i think it's all about fulfillment and figuring out a way to do this at a larger more meaningful scale and also unfortunately you kind of do have to look at money aspect to it where like ideally you're making money Mm. um regimented i'm trying to think of focus my vision my vision is to become joe rogan basically good yeah debbie rogan i'll just start talking about psychedelics and chimpanzees (laughs) and mma and ivermectin (laughs) (laughs) gas i think everyone kind of wants to be like when you start out like that is like the kind of little dream you're like geez i want to be joe like that is the kind of thing you jump to straight away but like it's no uh, and it is doable but like it if you're really really working it but like it's doable for like 0.1001 percent and only if you have a like a plan and you really love doing it mm. so Th- that and also like uh, 
jokes aside, I was joking about the Joe Rogan thing. I think that just as much as no one can replace Oprah, no one can replace David Letterman, who is the other guy, uh, Larry King, for instance, Joe Rogan, will go down in that. I think what he has done is he paved the way for independent talk shows, which is really cool. And no one will do it like him because right now what Spotify is doing is they are purchasing shows, you know, they are purchasing podcasts in saying that though, none of them that they are purchasing are similar to Joe's because it's so cool for me. um, I want to create a new style of conversation. I think if, uh, if you were to ask me like, what's the bigger plan I want to figure out a way to create, pave a way for a new style of conversation and storytelling. How is that going to happen? I don't know. The one ingredient I have right now is the element of questioning. So that's the one thing that I kind of like stick to and really do with the podcast is why, why, how does that make you feel? Why? Let's keep going. Why, 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 why? What's so interesting is that everything circles back to like one thing usually. Mm. So yeah, that would basically be it. I think it would be really cool as well to just like have Maltese like young girls or young boys that are like creative look up to someone, you know, that has stepped out of their comfort zone and like done something different in a different country i think that's really cool not just maltese but just like small country people you know like malta's a third the size of louth so yeah really yeah it's puny like the like your the small... size of the obviously not the population i'm assuming no it's not it's so the size of it so oh, this, oh, yeah. the size of it is it's a third the size of louth and then it has less than half a million people in it four hundred eighty thousand. Jesus. So it's quite densely populated, but it's very, very small. And I have a little like thing in me when it comes to like small country and big dreams and thinking big. Mm. And I don't see why not. I, I don't see why not give working on yourself a shot and like figuring it out as you go, you know? Mm. Yeah, you'll never you'll never end up too bad. Like if you just kind of follow the basics and you just kind of like do what you like doing. I don't think you'll ever end up too bad in fairness. You try to find like a purpose for yourself. Like you, no one no one who does that ever ends up too bad. You try to mm. you know, I think anyway. Yeah. I think it's when you get caught up in the metrics for instance and all that kind of stuff where you dwindle off, you know, and fall out of love with it. Like you've got four seasons, no? Uh, yeah. How long have you been doing this for? Uh, it's two years on the fifteenth of January. Okay, you're ahead of uh, a year ahead of me then. Oh, am I? Mm. Oh, I, I thought yours were longer than mine. Should have checked that actually. Uh, when did you start? November last year. November oh. last year, and um, next week actually. I don't know when this will be out, but like next week is when I'll start posting season two. Oh, oh, you've just done how many episodes did you have in season one? Thirty-four. Oh, nice. Jesus. I uh, Like, in fairness, the seasons for me are kind of bullshit. It's more like I needed a break to figure out guests, figure out how I'm going to change things. Jesus Christ, I'm feeling these cigars like no other. <laughs> but yeah, um, I need to step aside and like figure things out and then just keep going. Yeah. Um, and was that the only reason you took a break from it? It wasn't like just being like overwhelmed by stuff. It was literally just, no, I just need to make a plan here. And... Uh, how honest do you want me to be? Uh, extremely honest. Um, uh, I, like if we were to take the stoic principles of like controlling things you can't control, what had happened is come the summertime, the weather got really nice and guests started dropping out and going ghost. So in saying that, then I ended up with my hand like empty. Like I didn't have any more podcasts like guests to like um chat to or anything. And not even nothing happened with the venue, but like the response where like I was recording it kind of dwindled down and all that kind of stuff. Mm. 
So I was like, okay, rather than me being stressed on a weekly basis, you know, or and people ghosting me the day of not showing up, I was like, fuck it. Let me like go on holiday. I'll come back. We'll figure something out. And that's what I did. <coughs> Sorry about that. No, you're fine. <coughs> um, uh, why the fuck? Uh, I've been talking too much. That's why. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that, and then like I just like regrouped, you know. So like a new studio, new guests, up the level a little bit. I am not crying. Like it's fine. <sighs> um, uh, I'm coughing. So yeah, there was that, and uh huh. Like I'm super happy now. The only issue is I'm a little bit slow on editing because I am probably my harshest critic. And editing, I find really difficult in that I am, uh, I'm not passionate about editing. I don't want to be like the best editor. I am passionate about producing and the conversation itself. But then when it comes to the edit, sometimes I find it very hard to like judge myself, for instance. Mm. Um, And I hate editing TikToks with a passion or short form content so then I just got really tired of recording an episode taking four hours and then editing it taking eight and then a TikTok taking two and then it going out and obviously with the nature of social media you need more than one clip yeah but I wouldn't want to look at that conversation anymore because I was like I can't I don't want to sit on my ass anymore like I'm done plus work (laughs) You know, yeah. like job on top of that. So that was basically it, really. Yeah. I, I, do you struggle ever trying to edit it? Like at the start, one thing I struggled with a lot was like listen to my own voice. Do you Listening ever get that? to my own laugh. To your own laugh. Yeah. Oh my God. Whenever I laugh on a podcast, I'm like, you so you sound so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. My voice, kind of okay with it. If I'm repeating a specific word, I get so angry. Yeah. Or phrase. What would you be repeating? Like, is it like the same word every time? Is it like little uh, bits it, of phrase? It, it's say? a it's a phrase. The only issue with it is, it, the moment that you identify like a specific word, you're like, okay, I'm gonna stop saying. However, for instance, then I go, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you just get something else. Get rid of for sure, and then you're like, like, fuck, um, all of them. All of them. I don't even know what my current one is right now. Yeah, yeah. you haven't really repeated that. Today you're doing well. Fair play to you. Maybe that's the Banlickill buzz effect. I don't know. I'll, uh, <laughs> maybe it's the cigars. Maybe it's probably it's the cigars. You smoke them more often. Oh my God. Yeah, it's also so cold. It's not over here, but like in general, just outside. Yeah, it's freezing. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Um, Very dry. There was one other thing. Go on. So, sorry, I Ask didn't want to go looking at this, but... Oh, no, sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. It was. Um, was that the. Do you know when you said about the podcast? Was that the biggest challenge you had when you when you stopped for the summer and you like took a break out? Or was Ranton. Was Ranton that was bet that like. Um, I think. I think I really had to sit with the discomfort of what. Are people thinking of me right now? Because I didn't show up for the next week. Does that make sense? Mm. And I would have... Like, no one really went like, Oh, we miss your episodes. Oh, this little... But then it was someone like sent me a message going like, Oh, I see you haven't posted. Are you okay? And I was like, Yeah, I'm, I'm actually fine. <laughs> you know? Um... So there was that that element of like, oh, I'm not. I was judging myself. In fairness, uh, I was judging myself that like, oh, that guilt of you're not doing something, you lazy sh- piece of shit. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel. I feel like I always have to be doing like, like, always have to be either thinking of something. Like I think, I don't know. Can you relate to this? But I feel like I think more than I actually do stuff. But I, I like even I. I think if I'm thinking about something, I feel like I'm working. But like if I'm watching telly and I'm just like just like zoned out, I feel like I kind of you feel like fair enough in the evening. But if I'm doing that in the morning, like watching telly, zoned out, I'm not like even eating my breakfast or like looking at something. 
I kind of feel like Jesus, you're wasting time here, like. Mm. And uh, like there is times you have to snap out of it and think like, look, you're allowed to fucking chill out a bit. Like you don't have to be Elon Musk where he works twenty three hours of the day. Like you can calm down a bit. Like so, I feel I don't know how I've created. Like I wasn't always kind of like that. Like I've just turned into someone who's like extremely like always trying to get stuff done and like real intense like even like i'm on like a team and i'd say half the lads fucking hate me because i'm like real intense and like with lads don't turn up it's like where the fuck was he last night and where why weren't you running back and like i'm real i don't mean to, it's not like like i want to give out to people it's like i'm just naturally intense or something but like outside of that like you see here like i i wouldn't yeah. raise my voice to anyone like but it's just mm-hmm. i don't know um Weird. Yeah, I completely. Uh, I had someone tell me the other day, they're like, Deb, you're probably the silliest, most serious person I've ever met. And it is very true. I am so serious. Um, But then I am super sarcastic. However, in saying that, when it comes to something that means a lot to me, when it was sports, for instance, so serious. I was not fun to be around probably like very confident and very fucking stubborn yeah very stubborn which kicked me in the ass because i had three knee surgeries by the age of 20 like because i lied to people saying that i was fine when my like acl is torn and i'm still playing you played with an acl injury yeah jesus i there was one accident i had so i used to play handball which was like my last or like my final sport that's absolutely my baby and I remember I jumped in the air I was a winger and I got like was the term like nutmegged like when someone like from anyways jumped in the air someone pushed me while I was in the air and I fell on my knee and my cartilage tore and it floated kind of like up my joint so I had like a what was it called? I had a like a foreign body technically, but it was my cartilage moving around my knee, like underneath my skin. And Jesus. when that happened, I it was pure adrenaline, obviously. Like I stood up and stuff, and I was still playing, and like my knee was red. And my coach <laughs> sat me down. And me being a grumpy asshole, you know, like I sat down and stuff. I'm like, are you like, are you going to put me in without being rude? I hope. Who knows? Like I was, yeah. pro- I was probably rude, but my friends are like, Deb, like your knee is <laughs> like, like uh, she's throbbing right now. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, stop. And I remember just doing this, like just crossing my legs Yeah. <laughs> and going like, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> So there was that, then I was, so that was my right one. My left one was probably like the weaker link. And I went to, I went into surgery for that, but then I had a pseudo lock coming out of surgery, which means your nerves, like your brain shuts off any connection towards your knee. So you don't go into a mechanical lock, but I went into like a brain lock where I couldn't move my knee, like the signals wouldn't send. Which right. was very chaotic. Yeah. Um. So after a week of like doctors not believing me, then there was this one guy that did. He injected kind of like a mini epidural sort of. That's the best way I can explain it. Into my knee joint, anesthetic. And the moment that like my knee kind of got really numb, we managed to like straighten it out and like get feeling into my leg again so that I can walk. I was 19. And like... My dad was there like bawling, just going like, my daughter can walk. There was that. I was coaching then. And two months later, I remember coaching and a ball going straight into my knee. Like a pure shot. That is shit luck. Straight into my knee. And then I took a step and I was like, my ACL is gone. Listen to this, though. I don't think you're prepared for this. My ACL injury didn't show up in the MRI. So before my surgery, Debbie did not sign any papers because obviously I am not a surgeon. I would know. I didn't sign any papers consenting to ACL uh, reconstruction and just cartilage. So when they went in, they noticed my ACL being torn and they could only tighten them. 
So coming out of my third surgery, I was told good news and bad news. I was like, all right, fucking give me like good news. And I was like, good news, like you're grand, you know. Bad news is you have an ACL surgery that we couldn't fix. Just because you signed the consent form. Because I didn't. Oh, sorry, you didn't sign the consent form. So they couldn't do anything. So they basically just tightened them a little bit. And after that, I had to like make, make the decision of like, okay, my my leg now, when you think about it, this is like two knee surgeries and you're 20 hmm. and within the space of four months, my left leg looked like a twig in comparison to my right one. You know, yeah. I was limping. I couldn't drive my car. Like I couldn't even like press the clutch. For instance, like I was standing up and falling and I go like, all right, um, I have to just like stop playing sports <laughs> as in that's basically it. So, or contact sport anyway. So yeah, that's basically where the fuck did we end up talking about knee surgeries? I always, we always go off in the weirdest rambles on this process sometimes. Yeah. It's weird. When you're in person, you go off in weird or kind of like yeah. rambles. I think we were talking about being competitive, but I've always been really serious and competitive in saying that. Yeah. So now I had to distance myself from being competitive in sports because Till this day, I know that if I were to start a sport, like th- there is a part of my brain that like I can't shut out that uh, element, that stubbornness nearly. Yeah, it's it's probably tough to let go of. Like it, you probably have to like fill a like a competitiveness void, you know. And now I'm being gone. competitive with myself instead. Yeah, which is who knows whether or not it's healthy. I think it is healthy. Yeah, I think it is healthy because people can kind of overdo the thing about like, you know, love yourself and stuff. But you do have to be harsh on yourself as well. Like there has to be a like and obviously don't be like absolutely abusing yourself. But like, mm. you know, there is a balance you can get and like, you know, be critical of yourself and be accountable. Like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. And that's that's almost more healthy than just saying, oh, yeah, I'll just eat whatever I want. I'll just sit back all day. I'll just go to sleep. I won't do anything. So like that's like that's what that loving discipline. yourself can sometimes look like if you have to get the balance. Yes. You know? So and and that's like learning about self care in that like it's not a bubble bath and the face mask. Sometimes it's actually getting the work done so that you're not procrastinating on it and like you don't need to worry about it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. That's when I yeah. That's when I felt the shit. Is is like when you had all day to do something and you didn't do it. Like that's mm, I think that is so yeah. annoying. It's just... I agree. Oh, I'm still going through it. You know and yeah. I agree yeah. with that. You never really overcome procrastination, do you? It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a disease that's with you till you die. It's kind of just always there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Never really overcome it. Oh, honestly, like if I could have a drug to stop procrastination, like I would genuinely just be like, yeah, give me Adderall, like, yeah, just so that I can like pump like four podcasts, like edit, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just for like the sake of you know. And what do you procrastinate most with? Do you think? Um. everything everything i am not the one thing i am not is in a rush (laughs) i am never in a rush um i procrastinate making tea and coffee for people if you ask me to make tea or if i offer you that tea is coming over like two hours later like um (laughs) that but then like on a more serious level i think i procrastinate on taking the first step and committing to ideas mm. i think a lot i don't do a lot yeah and i think it's easy for myself to like be really hard on myself but then when you think about it and like you take a step back and you look at all the social media content that like we are exposed to right most of the time that is fake mm. that's laptop oh thanks um perfect it's fake (laughs) i i do like i see people working really hard and like all the hustle stuff the clip that they shot is in a day though like they just went out to shoot content Hmm. and there's no point in me being hard on myself for not um having like granola prepared last night because probably they made it and they put it in the fridge and then they filmed it taking it out yeah you know and like you have to be a little bit like easier on yourself in that way. Yeah, yeah. It it does piss me off a bit as well. And even like people like in the gym who are doing like the the work of videos, like there's not one person who does any of them like poses or anything. 
that they haven't like been in the gym and there are like their muscles are pumped up there's no one there's no one does that without exercising so like if you're gonna compare what you look like without going to the gym and like you know without a pump on as they say with someone who has a pump on and has perfect lighting and obviously like they are in good shape so like i'm not going to dispute that like they just be like obese if they didn't have the lighting and they didn't get a pump but like still like them in their normal if they were to take a picture beside you without going to the like without going to the gym that day would look a lot different and a lot more like reasonable mm. you would feel a lot better so but look that's not what they're going to show you no instagram does it because that's not attractive really like some when someone looks at someone in the light and their big muscle for lads i think maybe you see big muscles or you see a guy who's like able to run fast or what you see something like that it looks really aesthetic it looks good it's like no one's really going to identify with something that's like not that's lower than them sometimes i think people want to aspire to be a bit yeah better you know which is which is completely fair but then as in it's literally something natural but like even if we were to go like fuck social media right if you want to frame a photo are you gonna frame a photo where you look like absolute ass in it or one where like your smile is nice yeah it's true like like why the fuck would you (laughs) you know why would you not look (laughs) nice in the photo like exactly and uh, that's it it's just like presenting the better version of yourself while also finding that balance where like there i don't think there's any point in profiting off of shitting yourself on social media either mm. you know just like happy balance Fe- yeah. you're feeling it or you're not feeling it as always thanks so much for listening so much work goes into this every week and it's it's savage to see people actually taking time out of their days to to listen in and hopefully enjoy it as well um you can follow us on instagram and tiktok don't be afraid to interact with us or drop a dm or something like that anyway take care of yourself and hopefully i'll see you for the next episode thank you